0: Welcome to Signs of Life, exploring survival of consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org.
1: I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting.
0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Medium Insights Hour, brought to you by the Forever Family Foundation and, of course, Signs of Life Radio. We gather here on a monthly basis to explore the mindsets of many accomplished spiritual mediums on many different topics related to the study of consciousness, spirituality, and, of course, the afterlife. My name is Roman, Roman Karpishka, and as your host... I'm excited to welcome Renee Buck back to the show. Renee is a, first of all, let me just start by saying she's a certified medium with the Forever Family Foundation. And let me give you a little bit of background about her. Although Renee's childhood was marked by spiritual visits from family members and other metaphysical phenomena, it wasn't until 2002 when a series of prophetic dreams led uh, Renee to the Swanscott Church of Spiritualism on the Massachusetts North Shore that her journey into the study and practice of evidential mediumship formally began this she's added the practices of reiki meditation hypnotherapy specializing in soul journeys and yoga and renee ho's master's degrees from mit wow and the uh, middlebury institute of international studies in monterey california she lives in minnesota working with clients from around the world and she teaches mediumship development classes and she can be reached uh, at the following website it's whispers from the life no spaces.com whispers from the light.com so ladies and gentlemen our show tonight commercial free as always no interruptions so sit back put your feet up curl up with a nice bite, blanket pet or loved one have a drink on us <clears throat> let us stimulate your intellect for the next hour or so but before we introduce renee just a couple of quick announcements Bob Ginsberg's book available on Amazon, the medium explosion, a guide to navigating the world of those kind to communicate with the dead. And it's a great, great book. It's like awesome. So get it. <laughs> and another announcement, the uh, docu series uh, on Netflix called surviving death, still streaming Bob Frad, forever. The family Found- foundation uh, and several different mediums are featured, especially prominently in episode four. And again, uh, this show tonight is for informational purposes, so your uh, questions and insights are more than welcome, but please keep in mind that Renee will not be doing, uh, she will not be performing any uh, any meetings tonight. So, <clears throat> for the, well, we're going to continue the format that we've been doing the last couple of shows, where we've been soliciting questions and get, getting questions from Forever, Forever Family Foundation folks, and you've been emailing email, them and we've been putting up on the air. So. We're definitely going to do that again today um and also you know you can definitely feel free uh feel free to call in uh, uh the number the, the 1-800 uh the one number I, I think do i have it here in my notes i hope i have it in my notes um <clears throat> you know what i'm gonna have uh i'm gonna have our uh don don message me the the 1-800 number if you can okay uh, and I'll, I'll give it to you guys in a second so it's the same number as it is every week i just for some reason do not have it in my notes okay oh here it is it's 888-627-6008 now that was quite a mouthful so with that welcome to the show renee
1: <laughs> thank you thank you i'm really happy to be here again
0: uh, yeah, it's been like since uh, April of last year that we spoke. It was the last time you were here, I think.
1: Was it? Was that the last time? Yeah. Well, close yeah. to a year then. Yeah. It's
0: close to a year. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. How have you been for the last year? Busy?
1: Uh, busy, yes. I, um, a year ago, as you know, I was in L.A. in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I am now in Minnesota. So I packed up all my things and, and headed back to my home state uh so it's been um it's been it's been nice you know to be close yeah. to family and friends
0: nice and how long have you yeah. been in uh in california
1: i was in california for about seven years
0: Seven yeah years. a little over wow.
1: seven about seven and a half years actually um prior to that i'd been in the boston area for about 25 maybe 25 years and then moved wow. around and and but I grew up here in Minnesota so it's been yeah it's uh-huh, been a okay. while since I've been back um
0: well, well get, yeah get so it's kind of those fun winters fun. again huh
1: yeah I know. <laughs> yeah that's that's a little bit of an adjustment um but we don't get as much snow here as New England um so that's right. kind of nice it's been chilly yeah. but Good. not quite Good. as much snow to deal with
0: well uh glad that you're closer to you know to the heartland I guess
1: so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh. literally.
0: So, hey, I forgot to mention, we have another number, a non eight hundred number that folks can call. It's 323-744-4831 as well, that they can uh, they can call for if they have any uh questions from me, okay? So, uh yeah, uh I was in California last summer with my family visiting and uh we kind of flew out to San Diego and they rented a van and uh with another family and we kind of did the whole all of California. We went up the you know up the coast oh. and one there right from San Diego right to uh, as far as uh, San Francisco, and it was actually oh, a, pretty, that's
1: a beautiful drive. Uh, a
0: drive, yeah. yeah, very nice place.
1: Oh. It's nice to visit, yeah.
0: but I don't think I'd want to live there. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Not for me. I'm, I'm more of a New York kind of guy.
1: A yeah, New York kind of guy, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, LA, it's got um, it's 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 a special. Place And I was there for a very specific reason to study screenwriting and TV writing. And, um, and that was good. But, and I also, you know, I mean the the wonderful thing about being a medium is you can do it anywhere. And, um, I met so many fabulous people out there. Um, you know, through my work. uh, Rich and famous people. Uh, no, a few, a few, um, can't say who, but, um, but mm. uh, yeah, mostly, you know. Great, great.
0: People. Well, know you know what? There. Speaking of, speaking of California ITES, if that's a proper term, we have one waiting on the call to, to, to talk to you. You want to take a call from, Oh, cool. All right, great. So we have Patty from Burbank on line one. Patty, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much.
0: You are so Hi, welcome. Patty. <laughs> Hi, Patty.
1: Um, Hi, first time caller. So, I mean, so I, you know, I have a question of, do you have any strategies to for myself to be more open to signs and communications from, you know, from, from the spirit world or my guides? Mm -hmm. That is a good question. Um, you know, the thing that I think works the best is for you to decide what your signs are for your various loved ones, things that, have very specific meaning to you and to them and um and that way you can differentiate the signs know who it is that's coming through um and um and then just let it go once you say okay you know you know mom or dad or grandma or whoever in Mm -hmm. spirit this is our sign these are the things I'm going to be looking for and when I see them I'm going to know that that's you um that just sort of Cements the the agreement uh, between you. Actually, on my website, I have a blog post. In fact, I think it's on the main page. Um, it's about my sister. About when I decided what my sign was going to be from her, and uh, and it's just amazing. Like as soon as I put it out there and I say, Laura, okay, you know it's been a while. I I really want to see my sign. And like literally within within days, sometimes less than days, <laughs> she delivers it's truly remarkable. So give that a try. Great. That's, that's helpful. And to let it go. That's, that's yeah. And then just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, because I think when you're looking too hard for it, um, it's just kind of stressful, you know, just, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just make your, make your pact with them and let it go and just be delighted when it, when it shows up.
0: And and trust that you you will receive them. Trust that you will receive them. Yeah, trust. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: Trust. Yeah. Yeah. And know that. I think, too, another helpful thing is, um, you know, spirit is pretty good at animating um, birds and, you know, butterflies and and little animals and things like that. So, you know, watch for unusual behavior uh, with little creatures. Okay. Um, oh,
0: good.
1: good. Thank you. That That's very yeah, helpful yeah. because I had thought about creatures. So that, I think, is a sign yeah. amongst itself. So thank you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Yes, you're welcome.
0: Thank you, Patty. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. <clears throat> so, yeah, so that, that uh, is very interesting about the, uh, the whole science thing because, uh, you know, it's yeah. just – You have to be open to it and you have to trust yourself as well as, you know, just just trust that you, that you are receiving it, that you're not imagining something that, that it's a a sign, you know, and it'll just have more meaning for you. Yep.
1: Yep. That's exactly it. That's a good rule just for mediumship in general is to trust that what's coming in um, is from, from spirit. Right. So, yeah.
0: Because the, the ego is what's going to stop it. You know, your ego is something yeah. inside your head saying, nah, it's not true. It's just wishful thinking, blah, 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 you know. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you heard of this this uh, wonderful human being called Eckhart Tolle. Um, yes, the,
1: like, power the power of now.
0: Now and all of that. And he's just one of these guys that really puts it as it is in terms of what your ego is and how your ego is really not your friend. Your ego is, you know, it's there. It's a an ego is good for your a flight or fight response, you know, like in, in dire emergencies, like, you know, yep. maybe like the people of Ukraine are experiencing, but yep. in your everyday life, I mean, we've evolved. We don't need egos anymore. We right. Need.
1: Well, the ego, I think the ego helps us manipulate our 3d world our physical world. Yeah. But yeah. if we can go inside in yeah. like our, our inner senses, that's where we really can connect to. To spirit, so, where we let go of the physical and embrace um, the, yeah. the inner senses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can I achieve agree.
0: that by letting go of your ego. Yep.
1: If anybody's yep. not
0: ever heard of him, uh, read up some of his books. He's got a lot of really cool techniques to let go of your ego. I mean, it's not. Mm-hmm. Doesn't come, it doesn't come right away. It's very hard. It's not very hard, but it takes practice, and like anything else in life. Yeah. Yep,
1: yeah, yep. Absolutely. OK, so, hey,
0: let me uh, read you uh, an, an email that we received from from one of our uh, from one of our listeners and uh, see, see what you think about it. It's a little bit long. It's a little bit long, but I'll, I'll get through it. And it's it's a pretty straightforward question. OK, so Mary says my 91 year old father is not in the greatest of health, but not in terrible shape either. He stated on a number of occasions that he doesn't think he'll go to heaven. He's afraid to die for fear that he's gonna go, you know, to the other place. <clears throat> no doubt as a result of deeply ingrained guilt from what I believe are misguided teachings of the Catholic Church. And that's that's in quotations. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> while dad never states why, why he thinks he will not go to heaven, he's indicated that it has something to do with the sins of his youth. I have told him that I'm completely convinced that he will go to heaven. I told him that many of us have sins of our youth and are part, it's actually part of growing up. Humans do dumb things on their way to maturity. I remind him of the many good things and selfless things he's done in his life. So my question is, is the afterlife always a happy place? And can I ask my mom and other family members who have passed to come to dad and bring him the comfort and peace in any way? How do I do that? I'm not in the habit of communicating with deceased family members, but I'd like to work on that. So I'm sure that dad believes, will believe in science, but I'm so, sorry, it says, I'm not sure if dad will believe in science, but I think it's worth a try that's it
1: yeah there's yeah there's a few things to unpack there um so this but it's really actually for me very timely because I want to bring to her attention a book called Seth Speaks the Eternal Validity of the Soul and um so I don't know this may be a book that you might also be familiar with Roman but Mm -hmm. it's um Seth is a discarnate um personality or entity, a master teacher who who literally dictated word for word a book um in the early 1970s through a trans channel. Uh-huh. And he speaks to this in one of the chapters, exactly to this, that when people initially pass, um whatever their belief system is, they may initially find that, you know, that they're sort of confronting some of that reality just so it's um, not so jarring, I guess, to the consciousness, but gradually the guides kind of help them understand that their belief system was a little bit um, askew or um, mm-hmm. yeah, just sort of um, a little too influenced by religious some of the religious teachings, and so gradually he will come to the understanding that, you know, life is continuous. There is no such thing as hell. Um, you know, he will find all of his loved ones on the spirit side when he's ready. So, um, you know, and in terms of talking to loved ones who've gone before, and and asking for their help, you know, she. I'm. It sounds like she's already asking for that. Um, the answers may very likely come to her father via dreams. So he might start to have dreams where he's passed and everything is much rosier or different than he imagined. Um, so, you know, spirit will. If you're asking for that specifically, um, of course, it is your father's free will um, whether or not he's going to let some of those ideas in. But um, they are certainly hearing and listening and understanding uh, the concern. But but um, you know, if Mary, this is Mary, right? That wrote this, Roman.
0: Uh yes, 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 yes. Yeah.
1: So, but for Mary to understand, you know, to not worry about, you know what's going to happen to her father when he does pass, he's going to be just fine. Um, Yeah. He's going to be just fine. But anyway, it's a good book. If she wants to pick up that book, it's a little bit heady in the beginning, but um, I'm I'm sure that in the, in the index, she can find those passages and whatnot that are specific to this very theme and, um, and the role of religion in what we see when we first cross over.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that is very true. That our our influences will. I mean, you, I think you hit it right on the head, nail, uh, with what you just said about the uh our religious experience. A lot of people, you know, Buddhists will see Buddha, and you know, yep. and all like you know, Christians will see Jesus, and you know, it's because yep. of your original experience and kind of getting into yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, you
1: know, so it's sort of have to be coached, you know, coached to come to come in and and. um uh, so that the soul can sort of say, okay, yeah, this is what I thought it would be. And then gradually, uh, yeah. gradually, the guides, you know, the players yep. on the other side uh, will um, yep. sort a spirit, of lift the
0: veil. Maybe mm-hmm. Spirit can even, you know, help Mary help her father, you know? So, yeah, she be open to absolutely. Well, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. And if she can, you know, if she could read this book and maybe introduce the book to her father and then maybe read yeah. some passages, like it, you yeah. know, it could be a start a conversation at least.
0: Absolutely. Sounds great. Hey, we got another color. We have Good. Barbara from Pennsylvania on line two. Barbara, oh. welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. How are you?
0: We're doing great. How are you?
1: I'm okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I, have yeah. uh, I, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. How can we apologize to our loved ones in spirit? were things we wish we had done differently and be sure that they hear us. Well, this comes back to something that Roman was just saying and in terms of trust, um, you know, whatever you say, you know, in your, you know, from, coming from your heart with emotion directed to any particular loved one in spirit, they will hear you. That's a fact. Okay. Okay. They hear what you say and um you know, and they are, remember your loved ones, once they pass, they are beginning to see you from a little bit different perspective, right? Their soul is sort of integrating with, I should say their, their personality, their consciousness that was here on earth is integrating with a broader, more expanded, more enlightened um, being their, their full self. And, um, and so they also will view any kind of situation from a much different lens, a much more okay. open and understanding and forgiving lens. So, okay. you know, yeah, put it out there and and okay. trust that they're hearing. And then just, you know, open your heart and, and see what, what sensory information comes back to you. Because I'm pretty sure it's all going to be about love. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking my call. You yes, are so you're welcome.
0: welcome. Have a great night. And
1: you have a great night. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. So
0: you. Thank bye, you for bye. Calling. bye bye. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that. Um, you said something that is very interesting. There, um, you were talking about the expanded kind of being, the full self, in your explanation. Yeah. So let let's let's talk about that a bit. What what, what do you mean when you say that?
1: Um, well, we are here in this present life, a, a portion of our full consciousness. We are aware of this lifetime right now, right here with, you know, our family and friends as we have chosen them, you know, from the other side before coming down here. But when we um, cross to the other side, um, we go through a period of self-examination on all, all around this life um, and gradually begin to um, integrate with that that larger self that that self that knows about all of our other past lives um, that knows about our our goals and what we set out to accomplish in this lifetime that um, you know can see any one of the people in in his or her soul group as you know many different personalities from other lifetimes and so it's, um, you know, if you imagine that you're an actor, for example, and you've acted in many, many different plays with the same people um, or a subset or maybe expanded set of those people, um, you begin, you know, you know who they really, uh, their actual self, but then you know all of these roles that they've played, uh, you know, together with you. Um, and so, you know, that's what it's like when we're on the other side. We there's this, um, actually, I just wanted to explain. I mean, I was gonna grab a thing from my notes about, um, oh yes, yeah, Seth, um, I just read Seth Speaks again this last, okay. uh, this last week because I did a lecture um, on Sunday about it. But he's, he talks about the in-between, um, uh, the in-between dimension, which is where all of this mm, happens. And um, let me see if there's, I'm just grabbing my, my notes here. So, right, um, this mid-plane of existence, the between-life dimension, it's a rest area, um, a time of self-examination and life review. If needed, people who need help understanding that they're actually dead, um, they'll get, you know, counseling. Um, we become aware of other reincarnational selves we meet other personalities that are that are important to us from these other lives and then we start sort of planning the next steps for us whether it's just to you know to work with our loved ones and others down here for a while or to start thinking about our next reincarnational lives and what we want to accomplish there (laughs) so um yeah, so, it's it's an interesting yeah. and exciting mm-hmm. and multi-dimensional um, experience that that we live.
0: Right, right, right. I, I I mean I've I've said this many times on the show. Uh, I've studied you know many books on the subjects, and the books that I've studied all point to the fact, or many of them point to the fact that we're here to learn and to, to, yeah. to experience the hard knocks because we you know our, our brain when it's here. Um, well, our brain acts as a reducing valve to all this consciousness. So it it just is in the physical world kind of thing. And, you know, we have five senses yet this world has been mathematically proven to have 11 dimensions. We can only see three of them, maybe four, if you count time, which is man-made or whatever, but Mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, the, the the point being we're here to learn things the hard way rather than the easy way, because in spirit you want, you know, uh, You want something? Boom! It's it's there. Leave somewhere. It's the
1: easy way over there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Here it's hard. Yeah. You want It's hard. You got to go through a lot of hoops to get what you want over here. So
1: exactly. Yes. You have to a lot of a lot of work to manifest um, the the desires and dreams. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. In this
1: in this physical world. Mm.
0: So actually, you know, we're we're considered very brave spirits to have undertaken this journey. You know, yes. it's hard. It's life is hard. Yeah. There's no way about it. You know, it's uh, yep. uh, sooner or later you're going to experience uh, hardships and pain, and you know, but also because of that, we also experience the the opposite, which is great. You know, the intense love that we can have for somebody. You know, which is kind mm-hmm. of good, you know, yes, so, so.
1: and we, I think, you know, through this experience, we can advance our our soul's evolution much faster than if we were trying to learn those same lessons on the other side.
0: Yes. It's a fast so, track. That's right. You're right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like the so. Accelerated learning class that we're. Exactly.
1: That. <laughs> this is yeah. the AP.
0: It's advanced they, you know, placement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, people that are disadvantaged, they're in the advanced, advanced placement, you know, because yes. they have to go through life with, you know, even handicaps more handicapped mentally, uh, you know, uh, you know challenged or whatever you know, yep. know what mm-hmm. terminology is for it but you know these people are like even braver than we are for for under- yeah these rules you know
1: probably quite advanced um yeah yeah chosen a, a life yeah. with with so many additional challenges yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's kind of mind-blowing
0: yep. to think about it it know?
1: is mind-blowing isn't it yeah really?
0: yeah i couldn't agree with you more renee we got another caller Oh, great. A Melissa from New York on line three. Melissa from New York. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Go Hi, ahead. Melissa. Hello. How are you? I'm um, great. I, I, what was on my mind? Okay. So, um, you know, I understand that, um, you know, as you were just explaining with spirit and, um, you know, how they can watch over us and intervene and, uh, or if they can intervene, but my, what my question was, was when somebody passes on and gets past the, um, I guess the initial stages of their, their death, um, do they, are they able to, or do they interrelate with angels and spirit guides of their living loved ones? Do they even have any? Um, of their living loved ones. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, so here's one thing that I have learned through a lot of my readings. I don't know that I've read about it in books so much, but um, so in what I learned from loved ones is that, you know, once they're through their initial life review and, you know, they're sort of like coming back to um, their connections with with those here on the earth plane Many of them will raise their hand very specifically and say, I'm going to work really closely with this person or that person or that person on the earth plane. And if that's all agreed upon, and I don't know the mechanics of that, but then they will start working closely with the guides um, on the other side of the person here on earth so that they can better understand what the goals of that person are in this lifetime, you know? Um, And so, yes, to answer your question directly. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't mean it's an automatic. It's sort of like need to know basis in terms of what a loved one will know about another, I mean, in spirit about someone here on the earth. But um, if there's any way that, that they can um, help um, and, uh, whatnot, they will, will, they will do so. I think what is important for people here to understand is that uh, it's important to ask very specifically for help um, if you need it in some area of your life. Very specific. Because when right. you do that, you are giving them, um, you're giving up some of your free will to them to to come into your life and to, to, um, interact with you. Um, but you know, our free will is sacred. So unless we're actually asking someone to come in and help us in our highest good, in whatever way is in our highest good, um, Mm -hmm. they will refrain. So hopefully that uh, answers your question. Yes, it does. That makes sense. I just, that's a great, great answer. Thank you. Great question. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Yeah yeah
0: thank you have a good night have a good
1: night
0: you too bye-bye yeah that's that was a very very good question and
1: it was a good question
0: it it kind of segues into uh one of the questions that we have from uh uh, that 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 was emailed in um about privacy and do spirits give you privacy here's I'll just read it. Okay? The, spirits okay, yeah. you, okay. the spirits give you privacy. Say when you're naked, going to the bathroom, having sex, is there an oath that every spirit takes? <laughs>
1: uh, I remember asking this very question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's, um, I don't know. Again, I don't know exactly the mechanics of it, but um, we, you know, we in the spiritualist church call it a privacy veil. So, you know we just sort of you know we, we here on earth um assume and and anticipate that that there's a privacy veil that goes up when we're doing something intimate because the you know we admit certain sensory um uh, sensory i don't know frequencies i guess when especially if we're doing doing something intimate like sex or whatever um that that veil sort of automatically goes up but you can you know, you can always say, you know, hey, I'd rather, I'd rather nobody's around right now um, <laughs> and, and close things. I remember another medium saying, ah, I'm trying to remember who this was. But I remember that question being asked, um, I think it was in Florida, at one of the retreats and one of the mediums saying, they don't care, though. They don't really care what you're doing. It doesn't really mean anything, but it still does mean something to us. <laughs> Well,
0: yeah, yeah. it reminds me of a danger field joke. I remember one of the funniest jokes is the first time that I ever had sex, I was so scared. I was all alone.
1: (laughs) 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 That's cute. Yeah. yeah, But yeah. Yeah. I I don't think, uh, I don't think you have to worry too much about, um, about spirit being around when you don't, when you don't need them or want them (laughs) (laughs) to be.
0: Well, that was an interesting question. Definitely. You guys keep them coming. I love those type of questions. So we have another one. Um, This person writes in, uh, no name, but uh, it says, and I'll read it. This whole connecting with the afterlife is new to me, but I only get messages when I'm in between being awake and being asleep.
1: I'm not Mm -hmm. sure how
0: to develop this further. Is this normal? That's it. That's the question.
1: Yeah, it is normal. And that is the time that you are meant to um, receive messages. Um, again, this was in the Seth, the Seth book that I just read, um, because it's often for much of the night when we're asleep, we're literally on the other side. We're in this in between dimension, interacting with our guides and our loved ones and, um, and even helping other, other souls that are here on earth or on the other side. So we have very busy nights, but in that space, um, particularly before waking up, um, that is a, a, a time frame that spirit utilizes, either in the form of dreams or in just direct messages that um, that that you know to get to get information across to us that they want us to hold on to, and so uh, write that down. Get a dream journal whatever put it by your bed have a pen ready
0: or tape and as soon
1: as you a tape recorder yeah like anything just like yep. get it down because you're gonna forget it um oh yeah 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 it's funny,
0: now, right when you wake up you remember your dream so well and then just by not thinking of it for 10 seconds it's gone it's you know, yeah it, it's it,
1: amazing it how quickly
0: it does it goes it's
1: away incredible the,
0: yeah uh, unless the dream is like so out so weird or something that it's like, holy crap, you know? And then you'll remember, it and think about it the next day or whatever I mean, it happens to all of us, yeah. but you know, you, you have like hundreds of dreams every night and 99.999% of them you will not remember. You'll remember yeah. the really crazy one that stands out. Yeah. You'll remember that one,
1: but that's, right. that's and why. mostly, uh, most of them are the ones that you just before waking up and you may wake up multiple times in a night, but in there's that space where they want you to (laughs) yeah (laughs) right where they want you to wake up you know just this morning actually as I was waking up I heard a woman's voice say is that you Renee and I was like yeah it is but I couldn't catch like who it was who was speaking to me um so yeah yeah. but that did stay with me because all day today I've been like I know that voice, but who was it? You
0: know? <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just, just hear somebody calling your name and it's so freaking clear. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It happens to me too. And I yeah. know it's part of the dream because I don't consider myself to be a medium or anything like that. But uh, the weirdest things happen when you're dreaming. I mean, we have, I mean, th- that moment, if you can achieve this where your body falls asleep, but your brain doesn't, and it's very rare that that happens. But if you could achieve that, And it's happened to me twice. You feel this electrical sensation pulsing through to your body and poof, you're having an out-of-body experience. Like you're floating above your body. Happened to me twice. Kid you not. Oh, yeah. Swear on my grandfather's grave. Uh, It's very, very So you were
1: looking down and seeing your body, Roman? Yep.
0: Yep. Twice. Yeah. Twice it happened to me. Um, About two years apart. Last time it happened to me was about maybe two years ago. And it was, I was just like so tired at one point, but I was, just, I was coming back from the gig. I'm a musician and I was coming back from the gig and, you know, after the gig you have to load and pack the amps and everything, bring it back to the warehouse and all that. And it's just so, so physically tiring. And I just, you know, got to bed like at four in the morning or something like that. And uh, I was just too tired to sleep. And then I just sat there and late. there just, you know, and then that next thing I know, I, my, my, Body fell asleep, but my brain didn't. <laughs> so very weird. But uh, there's techniques on doing that. Um, William Buell is a big proponent of that. Uh, he's really mm-hmm. he's written many books on that. And you know, if anybody wants to uh, 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 establish that and get good at that, that's a really good resource. William Buell, mm-hmm. meditation tapes and everything to, to guide okay. you through that. And uh, you know, and it's also a good way to connect with spirit in that state when when you're out of your body. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely you can easily communicate with spirit. So it's, uh, but again, it takes, you know, uh, it takes a lot of practice. Anything takes a lot of practice, you know? So interesting.
1: So, yeah, well, uh, I think that, I think the practice, just to clarify, I think the practice goes along with trying to do it while you're conscious having out of body
0: experiences,
1: right? But when you're sleeping, I think it's pretty much automatic. We just yeah. don 't remember a lot of it because we 're not really meant to remember a lot of it, but right. I regularly feel, and maybe you do too that you know when i 'm coming back from wherever i 've been it 's like a a thinking feeling like whoosh i 'm in yeah. my body, <laughs> you know like boom 'm back Absolutely. and um and he you know Seth also mentions that in <laughs> in his book i 'd forgotten how many beautiful, remarkable things are in that book, but you know he says that's what it will feel like as you you know you will feel your body falling back or your consciousness falling back into your body sometimes like with a hard thump you know mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah that's
0: what it's true it's true that's that's what sometimes it when, you're, like. when you're dreaming and like, let's say you're about your cars about the crash in your dream and you wake up with a jolt that that's a prime example of that i mean you're
1: yes right,
0: right back into it you know and
1: you feel it that's right. that is yeah
0: exactly. yeah yeah so uh yeah it's uh the other good thing that you know people can practice is and it's different from OBE, obe's it's um livid dreaming dream, you know so when you're in a dream when you're dreaming but you know that you're dreaming if you can oh, uh-huh. those are the best because then hey i can you know i can fly look at me i can do this i can hey you know i can you know well yeah you know, i mentioned what you can think about doing but you can do a lot of things you know
1: <laughs> right 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 yeah
0: well, yeah, we have our is, is consciousness great. is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. I mean, science hasn't even begun to tap into what what's. Consciousness. I
1: agree. They haven't I even created
0: the brain. They know that, like, your brain's like a TV, right? So if you smash your TV, you're not going to kill the weatherman. You you know he's still alive. It's just <laughs> you know your TV's not going to be able to show him anymore, and that's what your brain is. It's a, resu- a du- reducing valve that. Uh, picks up information from you know we we call it the the ether or from spirit mm-hmm. or, you know there's so many different terms for it um, mm-hmm. from the consciousness is, is picked up by your brain somehow but uh, mm-hmm. it's not stored they can't find where it's stored it they, you know they'll find the mechanisms to turn that function on and off in your brain they know where that is they've mapped that perfectly but they don't know that where it's stored like where where's your consciousness sit you know, doesn't, it, mm. it doesn't, you know? it's crazy. So mm. it's, uh, it's going uh, to be a while before we figure it out. And I think that's by, you know, by design. I think it's by design. Yeah,
1: I think it's by design too. I agree mm. with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you never know. You never know. Hopefully there will still be an earth uh, in a couple of hundred years. Hopefully there will still be an earth next year.
1: <laughs> Hopefully. we ha- yeah, Exactly. We won't have destroyed. Uh, we won't have destroyed our planet yeah over over ridiculous things like more what, land or whatever
0: i know i know so i got another question from a from a person that wrote in um okay over, i've started meditating as a way to open my connection to my deceased son the physical sensation i am getting feels like pins and needles or electrical sparks in my hand when i imagine holding his hands what do you think oh. Is this a common contact
1: Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're feeling tingles, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, when I am in a so meditation is very much you're in the same space as when you are working as a medium. You know, you're sort of working with through those inner senses and our connection to spirit is. It's through, you know, sort of magno, magne, uh, electromagnetic charges. And when I'm in a session and um, spirit is trying to get through a difficult concept to me, <laughs> and when I've got it right, I'll get a whole, like a, like a tingle sort of from the top of my head to my, you know, all the way to my toes of like, yes, that's it. Um, and it is a physical tingly sensation. So spirit likes to use that as a a way to get our attention um, to say, Hey, you know, yes, I'm I'm, either I'm here or you're right. Some people feel tingles when spirit comes close to them and that like on the back of their neck. Um, So spirit, different spirits use in different ways, but um, yeah, absolutely. That's a wonderful thing that she can feel that. Um, The other thing too is, that I I like I like to mention this as often as I can um, about a spirit hug and what that feels like for people. Um, the way that it's been shown to me from spirit is when, um, especially in the earlier days, you know, shortly after um, or, or early years, you know, maybe I suppose yeah, early year or two.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but when spirit comes close to you. And you're not even thinking about them in that particular moment, but suddenly you're caught in this wave of grief. Some people call it a grief bomb. It's not my favorite term, but it's just sort of like hits you in the heart and you're suddenly like, ugh, you know, brought to your knees with that sadness and that feeling of grief. So what I am understanding is that spirit has just come closer, giving you a hug. It's your heart chakra, their heart chakra, the electrical connections between them is sort of like boom. And, um, and so they always want me to, to tell people to not, not stop at the, at the idea that, oh, they're feeling sad and it's grief and it's not fair that they're feeling grief when they weren't even thinking about that person, but rather to turn it around, shift that paradigm to, oh, you're here. I feel you. I feel you in my heart. I feel your love. Um, right. Because what is pain in our heart, but just a deep love, right. And sense of loss. So right. um, I just want to throw that out there too, that physical, because it is literally a physical sensation when they come close like that. Um, and, uh, and as long as people understand that that just means they're present in that moment, then they will do it more often. But if they are worried that they're going to make that, you know, their loved one sad and crying, then they're going to do it less. So, um, so turn the paradigm, shift the paradigm.
0: Is that, how did you come about that information?
1: That came to me from spirit. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That came to me in a reading a number of years ago. And I remember bringing it through and going, oh, my, I'm thinking of the repercussions of that for myself, because I have a lot of immediate family members in spirit. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I had known that all those years, um, it would have been such a comfort.
0: That rings deep with me because I, I lost my son, he's five years old. I lost him in 2007. Uh, sorry, 2009. Um, and uh, oh, sorry. For, for a while, you know. Um, I, I, you know, even to this day, actually, um, you know, those groups, they're, they're far farther apart, but you know, yeah. gangs, like they just, I'll be driving or whatever and just start bawling my eyes out, you know, just all of a sudden. Yeah.
1: You know? All of a sudden. Right. Yeah. All
0: of a sudden. Of a sudden.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Roman know that he's right there with you in that moment.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a new, uh, that's
1: something I haven't yeah.
0: heard before, Renee. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I appreciate.
1: Well, that. I hadn't heard it. I hadn't heard it, and I don't think I've read it anywhere either. It just it came no, to I me in a read reading, and
0: I've read yeah. a books on the topic, hundreds. You know, yeah. I mean, never. This is the first time I hear that. So that's very. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That yeah.
1: Was it's a beautiful that's thing beautiful. to know. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Renee.
1: Thank- <laughs> You're so, welcome. You're welcome. Wow.
0: So that's 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 it's. Um, I mean, it, it totally makes sense that because yeah, you know right. from, from my point of view when you know it's be- I I feel like something's there you know and you just feel that familiar familiarity that you had when the person was alive and then you realize that it's not there and that's that's what kicks in the grief yeah you know what I mean Real- yeah so yeah not yeah. Yep. but it it's a matter of like what started it first is it the is it that feeling with the hearts combining or is it the, you know, the, the, not just not, well, you know what you, I think you explained it perfectly. It's it's the hearts combining and then feeling that sense of familiarity that you once had and then realizing you don't have it until the grief comes in. So if you can stop that and that, that it's, Oh, you no longer have it. No, that's not true. You
1: can have it again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If if you turn it you, around, it's such a wonderful
1: concept. Yeah. And you do, yeah, you do yeah. have it, and it's just you know because our you know our bodies are you know a, we're we're run via electrical current, right? So yep. you know That's we cool. have constant, especially the chakras; those are powerful, uh, powerful energy centers. We call them energy centers, right? So when two hearts come together, it's like boom, um, and uh, it is a shock. It is a surprise, and Yeah, but now, now if you can turn it around, and it's, uh, hopefully that will bring you some joy next time that happens. But I know in the first year or so, you know, it'll happen quite a bit. And I think spirit is always hoping that people will understand that it just means that they're present. Um, But not everybody under does understand that. Not everybody gets that. They just think, Oh, it's not fair. You know, I was doing fine for a moment and now, you know, I can't control these grief bombs. Um, and, uh, but it just means that their loved ones are there that much more. <laughs> so right. yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a good thing yeah. to know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've got some other questions that I can read to you. Um, do you ever, um, do you ever, ha- have you ever like, Refuse to give a reading to somebody, or not been able to. I, I think not been able to because is a better way. I, mean, I wouldn't think you would refuse to give somebody a reading. So, well, why would like? Has it ever happened that you know for you that you have a um, just the circumstances just aren't right?
1: Haven't been able to to really connect. Um, yeah. There have been a few times, and you know, and I'm not sure of all the variables. I think that kind of depends on on the 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 sitter and their their readiness or their understanding sometimes it's just you know the i don't know i don't know all of the reasons um but if if it does feel like if the sitter isn't able to understand who I'm talking about and that happens with a couple of entities then you know i will just i'll just close it because um somehow something isn't connecting i know i'm bringing in people and it's, i can see them clearly and they're bringing in bits and pieces of evidence but the sitter isn't understanding them so i don't always know what's going on sometimes i think people are so focused on wanting only one person to come in that um that their mind isn't open enough to you know in the moment think about who else it might be mm-hmm. but um you know, yeah. I mean, it happens. I think it happens to every to every medium. Um, mm-hmm. Not very often, but you know, it does once it in a while. It can happen. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. What I mean? How do you like before before getting into a, a, a reading? How do you personally prep yourself for the reading?
1: Well, I take a more encompassing approach. I do a meditation together with my clients before every session. So we are, you know, in this meditation serves several purposes. It brings me together uh, energetically with the the sitter um, and with the loved ones and guides um, sort of all in the same space So we're kind of holding space together. Um, and in this meditation, I invite our healing guides to step forward to, to basically perform an energy healing on our, physical and metaphysical bodies. And so we clear the body, we, we sort of energize the chakras. We open them all up. Um, and, uh, you know, it's about a 15 minute meditation. I, I, I take my time. Sometimes it's a little longer because I kind of let spirit take the lead. And if this person needs a little bit more time on a certain chakra, you know, mm-hmm. we'll spend some time there. Um, but uh, yeah. And so when we start, as soon as we come out of that meditation, I turn on my timer and away we go. And it's a much faster on-ramp, so to speak, because mm-hmm. I've taken that time to bring us together and to clear uh, my client's energy and mine and um, and enhance our, our connection to spirit. So, so that's you do, what that we do
0: both like in person and over the phone and over? Yep. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, you, probably, yep. you probably do readings over uh, um, Zoom or whatever, I'm sure.
1: I prefer phone. I'll do Zoom if it's international, but Zoom is still not stable enough. Um,
0: okay. I
1: feel like it's still, and maybe it's because I use Zoom internationally, and so it's the international connection is <laughs> not stable. But I prefer the phone because I don't have any distraction. I'm not. Um, I have my eyes closed. There's, it's just what's in my, you know, what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing in my mind, and um, and that's that. Those are the clearest readings for me. So,
0: now, do you do like uh, reading after reading? How many like will you do in a row or in a day? Because I'm sure it wipes you out.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? I don't ever do more than two in a day. Um. Because a lot of my readings are long, some of them are a couple hours, you know. So, um, wow. and I don't do more than five a week, and because it's just, it's, it just gets to be I'm too exhausted. Uh, uh, you know, oh, I yeah? do more because I have, you know, I have some other work that I do and um, to balance the mediumship. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting.
0: Very yeah,
1: interesting. that's as so, much as I can do.
0: Uh, and. Uh, uh, do you um it's in your introduction it said you also teach mediumship right
1: yes i haven't been i haven't since covid um i've only been teaching in person although i am starting to warm up to the idea of possibly doing it online um i've felt a little uncomfortable with i think especially beginners and not being able to be present and hold the space there but, um, I don't know, a lot of other mediums are doing it and, and they're having, you know, no bad experiences. So, you know, kicking yeah. that idea around again, I would like to teach. I, I love teaching. Right. So, um, and there are a lot of, you know, I've had a number of clients who, who have, you know, I I've understood through the reading that, oh, wow, they really actually have some aptitude to do this themselves. Um, and I can see it and I can feel it. So, so I've got a kind of a running list of people <laughs> um that uh, um, that I would invite to a class. I think it would be an invitation only class rather than a sign up
0: I got you um, and you yeah. know what I think you know like this whole I, I think everybody can so, sort of be a medium uh, just yeah. like everybody can sort of be a musician, but there's different yeah. aptitudes F- you know
1: yeah that's exactly right
0: given, you know um some pick it up real quick and and run with it real fast and they go fast and far with it and while others might struggle a little bit more, you know.
1: Right, so, they they might be the it might be the turtle and the hare <laughs> in some cases. Yeah. 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 But sometimes, I mean some of some mediums that I know that are amazing mediums, they they kind of plodded along, you know, in their first couple of years in their mm-hmm. in their classes and then it just something just clicked. And I think it comes back to your idea of the ego, you know, getting the ego out of the way, not worrying about being embarrassed or am I going to be wrong and blah, blah. It's just letting go, (laughs) Um, you know. So, you know,
0: this was like one of the fastest hours ever. It's it's oh, my gosh. We're almost done. We are done pretty much. But just before we go. Let's talk yeah. about you a little bit and your website, Whispers from the Light, and uh, how far are you booked in advance? And, you know, tell us a little bit about your practice, just to, you know, plug yourself a little bit. You totally deserve it.
1: Okay. Um, well, right now, my my waiting list is about five to six months. So, okay. yeah. it's. Or actually, is that right? I'm right now saying August. So, however many months that is. March, okay. April, May, June, July, uh, uh, yeah, okay, five so yeah, five to, five, five to six months, mm-hmm. um, and I offer, you know, regular mediumship, 30-minute and one-hour sessions, and then also I do Akashic Records readings, which is also mediumship, but you're connecting with a different um, uh, type of entity on the other side, and these are opportunities for people to sort of dive a little bit deeper into their soul's goals and, and, um, and you know, if they're particularly helpful if people feel really sort of stuck in their lives and are at at a crossroads or are trying to understand a relationship or patterns in their lives that just, they can't seem to get past or outgrow or outdo. Um, So, so I have those and then people can choose a hybrid reading, which is 30 minutes of mediumship and 30 minutes of Akashic records um, or 45 and 45. So they can get, you know, a little bit of both.
0: Okay. Um, Well, Renee, it's such such a pleasure talking to you. And, you know, I can't wait to, to, you know, till we talk again, but we are completely out of time and we got to say bye for now. (laughs)
1: okay all right well thank you so much roman i've enjoyed this evening very
0: much it was great thank you so much and everybody we'll see you next month Uh, in the meantime just know your love you know your your loved ones are a heartbeat away as as frank ginsburg used to say and uh uh, we love you and we'll talk to you very soon thanks thanks again good night everybody
1: okay good night
0: night